with your host, Elder Christine Pearson. I'm the Senior Elder of Ancient of Days Ministries International and Outreach Ministry commissioned by Christ to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, amen, which was hidden in God uh, before the foundation of the world. And that mystery is Christ in you the hope of glory, and to preach the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ, the unsearchable riches, amen. Thank God for that, and I'm so glad to be in the studios here at Heavenly Host International Radio with our uh, special uh, Apostle McGill and our special Elder Winfrey. So glad to be among them once again as we come uh, to hear the Word of God. Uh, as you remember, we're talking about uh, the seventh uh, armor, piece of armor that God gave to the body of Christ, which is uh, the praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. We're talking about praying in the spirit. And uh, while we were gone, uh, we're going to go into... Uh, what it means to pray uh, <clears throat> spiritually. What it looks, we're going to look at the other side of it. But while uh, I was out, the Lord said for me to kind of explain about uh, this weapon that we use in uh, Ephesians six eighteen. It tells us praying always with all prayer. If you look in the uh, Amplified, it says all manner of prayer and supplication in the spirit. Praise God. In the spirit. And this is where a lot of the body of Christ, they leave it off. When he said pray always with all manner of prayer, he's not talking about you praying in English or praying out of your own understanding. He said pray in the spirit. That means praying in tongues. As Jude so well put it, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praise God. And it talks about in 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. It tells us, and I'm just going to uh, flip right over there too because I have already have it written down. <clears throat> uh, but in Philippians uh, 14 and 2, well, I start with 14 first. Philippians, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Okay? For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. You see, your spirit has a voice. Your spirit has eyes. It has ears. If you go in 2 Corinthians 12, uh, 9, Paul talks about that spirit, man. He said uh, whether he was in the body or out of the body, he didn't know because they looked the same. One is a spiritual body and one is a natural body. So if it's a spiritual body, it has the same attributes of a natural body. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. And then for Corinthians 14 and 2, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, you're not trying to uh, translate or interpret when you're praying directly to God. Uh, it says, for, uh, for he that speaketh in unknown tongues speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit he is speaking mysteries. Uh, and uh, I want to tell you... Uh, in Matthew 10, I want I, I picked that one up too. I wanted to share that one. Uh, Matthew 10, because a lot of people have so much confusion concerning this. Uh, in Matthew 10 and 20, it says, "For it is not ye that speak, the, but the Spirit of your Father, which is which speaketh in you." Do you know that if you are born again, that you are dead, your life is hid with Christ and God, and Christ is in you, and God is in you, and that when you speak, many times in other tongues, 
It is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. You have to not only just stop at a certain point when it comes down to your spiritual life. You have to dig into the realms of the Spirit so that you can understand the Spirit. Because if you don't know, you will be inhibited, limited, and you will be, I say, stagnated mm -hmm. in concerning your spiritual life, your spiritual inheritance, and knowing about the things that belong to you. And especially, you need to understand one thing, and, I've, and it's been on my heart, uh, in, in Ephesians, we still in Ephesians 6.18, go to Ephesians 1, and... 21. If you never understand anything in your spiritual journey, I want you to understand Ephesians 1.21. And it's talking about when God raised Jesus from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavens. Mm -hmm. It says in first Ephesians 1.21, he placed him far above all principality and power. So when he put him into the heavens, he enthroned him far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And for most people, when they read those three uh, verses, it goes right over their head when it comes down to where they are in Christ. Now, if Christ is in you, then if he is enthroned at the right hand of the Father, where are you as his body? It's the same place, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, at every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And we don't we don't connect the dots when it comes over to when it goes over to the next chapter, uh, Ephesians two and five. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Six, by grace you are saved, and has raised us up where? Together, say it loud. Together in heavenly places together. in Christ. Together. Mm -hmm. I just want you to say, raise us up together. Amen. Together. So when he raised Christ up, he raised us up too together. So where are we uh, in our sp uh, spiritually position? We are seated together <laughs> with, with him Amen. in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. And we don't make that connection because if we really realize that we are seated together with Christ at the right hand of Abba Father Yahweh, we wouldn't be scared of the devil. We would know our authority and our power because it says that uh, he was uh, enthroned far above all, what, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, and it said and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. So that's where we are spiritually at our position as son. But we don't think about that. A lot of you are scared of the devil. A lot of you don't know how to fight him, don't know how to cause him to flee, or none of that. Even though you... You are seated far above them. And that's what I want you to meditate, especially uh, this month in 2023. Your position. And then learn your weapons. Learn how to fight. Learn how to resist. Learn how to decree and declare your inheritance. How to decree a thing and let it be a step. Learn it. And you can become a heavily armed soldier in this world and won't be afraid of nobody or nothing. We got so many Christians scared of everything. 
They scared of some bugs that they can't even see but under a microscope. They scared. And I said, I wish that bug would try to come my way. I got something for him. <laughs> you know, he won't come back no more. Because I know who I am in Christ. And I know what God's word has said concerning anything in this world concerning my health. And that he is not going to allow no plague to come nigh my dwelling. I believe that. That, that he has delivered us from the snare of the fowler, the noise of pestle, the destruction that waits that noonday, the, the arrow that fly by day, the terror that walketh by night, the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Amen. He's delivered us. And here we is, we are just shaking in our boots about COVID and getting all injected with everything. And the judge is sick. I'm telling you, well, anyway, I'm not, I want to get back to my thing. But I want you to take that and meditate on your position at the right hand of the Father. And and, and f meditate on it until it becomes engrafted. Until when you get into situations and circumstances, whether it's inflation, whether it is disasters, whether it is violence, domestic or abroad, You'll know how to fight. You'll know how to, to overthrow, uproot, and overturn the enemy. You'll know that Christ's life swallows up death. You don't have to be at the mercy of death. We pass from death unto life. Christ tasted death for every man. You need to know about your covenant. So that you can have the victory. Let me tell you. He gives us the victory. He gives it to us. And here we is like little paupers. And, you know. Oh that makes me so bad. I want to slam somebody. And, and he giving you everything. All things. Richly to enjoy. Amen. He's freely giving you everything. He took back. What Adam lost and gave it to you. And he gave it to you. Now you better uh, explore and practice and walk in what he's gave you. And quit walking around like you some little wimp, some worm and, and all of that. Christ took care of all of that. He said, now you are a chosen generation of royal priesthood, a holy yeah. nation, a peculiar people. That's what you are. Amen. Let's go to Revelations. We talked about how when we pray in the Spirit, we pray mysteries. And not only that, that we pray uh, speechless communication, which none of the principalities and powers of this world knew about. 1 Corinthians 2 7. Because if they had known about this this hidden wisdom that we, we speak when we speak in tongues, they never would have crucified Christ. Mm -hmm. See? Uh, it tells us that none of the princes of this world knew about it. They couldn't decode the, the language. It's encrypted, it's a method by which information is converted to a secret code. Amen? that hides the information. Praise God. And and they don't understand what you're saying. You don't understand what you're saying. The Holy Ghost understands. Amen. That's what it tells. It says, For he that speaketh the unknown tongue speaketh not unto me, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. No man can decode your message in tongues. And as I said, God gave it unto us for our glory. In these last days, for our benefit, he gave us tongues so that we can communicate a stream of speechless communication that is only between you and God, which cannot be understood intellectually with your own mind, which no one can read, understand, decode, or disrupt. That is a blessing. God knew what he was doing when he operated in us 
that we would have this special language. That's why he sent the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Amen. And a lot of people get get into uh you know uh, the, the and I don't want to speak in tongues and I don't want it to be me. Well, it ain't gonna be nobody but you. Understand? Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit, and spirits have no authority here on the earth. Just like uh, Satan is, is in the spirit realm. He has no authority here on the earth. Only man has authority. And if you'll go back and read uh, uh, Acts, the second chapter, that, that tells you about the day when the Holy Ghost came, it will simply tell you uh, that uh, they spake. And the only thing the Holy Spirit did was gave them the utterance. Amen. It says, and they spake. Trying to get my paperwork here. Got it written down. Now I'm going to share that with you. We're going to get right back into uh, uh, Revelations. Praise God. Where is it? I had it here. I just wanted to read you the versions. Uh, okay, here it is. Uh, Acts 2 and 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now you gotta remember when that when the, okay, that sound came from heaven, it filled the house. Now that's an example for all of you that's trying to receive the Holy Spirit. It filled the house. That meant that the whole the house didn't put up any resistance. They just let the Holy Spirit come in. All right, and they spake, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. They began to speak with other tongues all right as the spirit gave them utterance see the only thing the spirit is going to do is give you utterance you ain't going to you'll see nowhere here where the holy ghost is speaking it's saying that they spake as the spirit gave them utterance this word utterance is a papa thing and it means to enunciate, to declare, to say, to speak for. The Holy Ghost was in it. And many times you'll feel it's like a shaking and a quaking to come on you. That is the utterance. And then uh, Weymouth, it says, as the Spirit gave them utterance, it means according as the Spirit gave them words. And sometimes you feel words in your belly. Just speak it out. You don't go and understand it and nobody will understand you. You know, that's the voice of your spirit. Your spirit is praying. Uh, in Moffat, it says that the spirit enabled them to express themselves. That's what the Holy Ghost is going to do. You're going to do the speaking. It's going to be your tongue, your breath, your lips. The Holy Spirit is not going to be speaking through you. You're going to speak. He's going to give you the utterance. All right. Uh, Phillips. As the Spirit gave them power to proclaim his message. In Beck's translation, as the Spirit gave them the ability, the ability, the power, like it says in Acts 1 and 8, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will see power, dunamis, miraculous power. Uh, in the New America Standard, as the Spirit was giving them utterance. That's all. He's going to give you the utterance. You gonna do the speaking, and if you don't speak, guess what? There's nothing gonna happen spiritually in your life concerning changes and people that 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 you need no need to help. You can decree things in the, in the Word of God, and it can be established uh, according to you. It shall be established according to Job 22. You can decree a thing, and it shall be established. You don't know what kind of power you got. When the Holy Ghost come on you, you're going to receive dunamis. That's blunt, brute force. Amen? And see, the problem is, uh, Elder, is that the devil know all about this. It's just the saints that don't know what they got. And then they timid. When, when the apostles got beat up and they went and prayed, amen, and the Holy Ghost came in and shut them, Shut the whole place. The Bible says they spoke the word of God with boldness. Mm -hmm. Revelations 5 and 8. And when he had taken the book, 
the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down. In other words, they prostrated themselves. Now these four beasts are the seraphims. They're living creatures. They got six wings. They got eyes all within and without. And they rest not day or night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, the whole, which was and is and is to come. They do that constantly. And the four and twenty elders, this is the heavenly Sanhedrin. Praise God. Uh, they're clothed in white raiment. And they have on their head crowns. Praise God. And in one point, Revelation 4.20, they cast their crowns at the feet of Christ. Yes. And I know why they cast their crown. Because they know that all glory belongs to him. Hallelujah. It all belongs to Hallelujah. God. And that's just the blessedness of our sake. He know that he accomplished the victory for us. But then he turned around and gave us crowns. Yes. Turn around and give us crowns for uh, Christian service and stuff. And then we had to turn around and give back. It was only by your mercy we were not consumed. It, it was you that was working in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Anyway, let me get on. All right. At 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers, the prayers of the saints. Now, we're going behind the scene into the spirit realm to see what happens when we pray. That's why Jesus said in Luke 18 and 1, man ought to always pray and not faint because Jesus has a very interactive role in our prayers. And this is what we're going to find out here. Now, uh, these angels, I'm sorry, these elders were prostrated themselves before the Lord, and every one of them uh, had harps. All right? Now, uh, this is very significant. Why do these elders have harps? Uh, and one place, uh, uh, John said he heard the elders he heard the harpers harping with their harps or using instruments with stringed instruments and they were using this as a form of worship. Let me kind of explain uh, what I have discovered about these harps. They make the hidden meaning clearer, you know, when these prayers are going up. All right, another thing uh, here is that it makes... Uh, with the lyre, I got here cymbals, psalteries, harps, and uh, there's another one I, I, I got a stringed instrument. Uh, the harp has, I said, the harp usually has like what six to eight strings, the guitar has about eight. You got the psalteries, and you got the cymbals, and that kind of thing. And this is stringed instruments that they're using along with a bowl full of incense. Praise God. Uh, they're using this because it tells us that the harp is significant to cause you to understand riddles and mysteries and puzzles. It causes uh, things to unfold. Have you ever, I know you have, uh, Elder, seen person working with the harp mm -hmm. and when they start stringing instruments it changes the atmosphere and make people begin to contemplate on things maybe in the past or things in the present or things in the future uh, it makes them be able to understand things better uh, a musical instrument uh, consisting of frames supporting a series of parallel strings played by plucking with the fingers. All of these elders had harps, praise God, and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers, the words of God's people when they talk to him. Uh, they're using fragrant incense with this. See, this is behind the scene. Uh, in Psalms 141, 
2 it says, Let my prayer be set before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Praise God. When they get together, it is a certain mixture that they use. Hearts, incense, and the prayers of the saints. And one place it talks about how that they would prophesy with the heart. Uh huh. They would prophesy. First Chronicles 25 and 1. They would speak uh, foretelling, foretelling things with the music of the heart. As I said, it makes understanding clearer and uh, it invites the presence of the Lord here. Remember Elijah when um, they were at war and they, they came to Elisha to get counsel and uh, the people that came to him weren't serving God and he told them, you know, if it wasn't for uh, Jehoshaphat that came with him, I wouldn't have nothing to do with you. But they needed an instruction because they were getting ready to go to war and they didn't know what to do. And <clears throat> he said, okay, then, all right. Go get me a minstrel. And that's the one that plays with an instrument. And as the minstrel began to play, amen, the Holy Spirit came upon Elisha. And he began to give them instructions on how to win the battle. So it was a person using, and I'm telling you, I've said, I know Elder Winfrey know all of that. I said, this is incredible how these instruments uh, open a person's spirit up to hear clearer from the Lord, to get instruction, to get insight on things that are yet to come. And you see these 24 elders. What you say? David and Saul. Uh huh. I got that with here. Where is it? She talking about David and Saul. I wrote that down. Right here. <clears throat> Watch this. First Samuel 16, 23. Yes. yes. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul yes. that David took an harp and played with his hands. Mm. So Saul was refreshed. That word means he was relieved. He would calm down. He relaxed. He felt better. All right? Hallelujah. And was well. And the evil spirit departed from yes. him. And it says the evil spirit left him alone when David began to strum it on his heart. Amen. Uh, he used stringed instruments. Uh, his instrument had ten strings. Uh, his harp had ten str uh, strings on it. And it says that this evil spirit would trouble, terrify, afflict Saul, torment him, bring him into uh, depression. Mm -hmm. But when David got yeah. his harp, an anointed psalmist got on the harp and began to pluck it with his finger, mm -hmm. it caused that evil spirit to go away. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I got a lot on that, but I, I want to finish up because our time is going. But I will tell you in some uh, let's see which one I want to use. Psalms 32 2. Praise the Lord with heart. Mm -hmm. Sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. That's what David had. Uh, praise God. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's the day of the Lord, uh, Apostle John. And heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. As you know, the Lord uses a lot of musical symbols. Mm -hmm. And he gave it to David for the tabernacle. The tabernacle of David. David got it all set up mm -hmm. with all kind of musical things. Praise God. David played the harps, peaceful and healing sounds composed all of the music of the psalms. Play, he played the harp while tending his flock. He played the harp before King Saul to comfort and heal his troubles. Mm. Amen. And David, God anointed him 
That's why they call him the sweet songs of Israel. He was anointed. And when he played, uh, the evil spirits would go away. People would calm down. And we see here these 24 elders using it with the prayers of the saints. And and I didn't really have time to dig out that part of it, but I did do I did tell you what uh, David's playing with the heart did for Saul. This psaltery is a member of the zither family. It's armless, having strings plucked with the fingers. A guitar has 12 strings. Some of them have six strings. A zither has 16 strings. Uh, and that's what they would use to soothe, calm down, relieve, refresh. Amen. So let's go down now to, let me just see if I covered everything about this heart. And uh, we talked about the full of odors. All right. Now, <clears throat> go down to, over to Revelations 8 and 3. This is going to be a big thing I, 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 I have to cover. Um, but it is awesome. You need to understand about this. Revelations 8 and 3. And another angel came and stood at the altar. And I have to... I remember I said I was going to explain to you who this other angel is. Mm. A lot of people think it's just a regular angel. It's not uh, a regular angel. If you will, and I dug it out here, uh, Christ is this angel mm -hmm. because even in the uh, Hebrew and Greek, words translated angel are also used to refer to God or human beings. In the Old Testament, the expression, the angel of the Lord, or sometimes the angel of God, usually implies the presence of deity in angelic form. Amen. In Revelation, this is, a, I'm reading out of the commentary of the New American Standard Bible. In Revelation 8, 3 to 5, Christ is ev evidently meant. Christ is a person superior to all others. Christ is above all orders of existence. He was made so much better than the angels, praise God. And God anointed him with the oil of gladness above all of his fellows. So when we come down here to another angel came and stood at the altar, the only angels that are allowed to actually do what uh, this doing, let's just read it, and another angel came, stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. The only person that's qualified to do that is Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Not an angel. The reason being is that this incense is uh basically stacti anica galvanum frankincense and galvanum which they made in the old covenant and it was a powder that they salted they beat the those those you know stacti and all they beat it real small and then they salted it after the art of the apothecary amen and then they used it on the altar of incense which was before the Ark of the Covenant. And this incense, they, they made frankincense was part of it. They would get hot coals, listen carefully, they would get hot coals off of the brazen altar, which is out in the courtyard. They have the brazen altar where bulls and lambs and goats are sacrificed and all of their blood is soaked into those coals. And they're hot. They're live coal. They go get coals off of the brazen altar that's got blood for redemption on it. And then they come into the holy place. This is the high priest. Only once a year. He's the only one who comes this far. On the day of atonement. <laughs> and he takes those hot coals 
fiery coal, and he pours that incense on it, and it creates a smoke mm -hmm. that covers or overshadows the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. And that's where God would meet with the high priest to get counsel for the rest of the nation. But on the Day of Atonement, he would go into the Holy of Holies with that uh, uh, incense. All right? Nobody else could go in there. He was the only one allowed. And then he couldn't just go on in there. They had a rope around his foot because if he wasn't right, they couldn't go in there and get him because he had fallen dead. They had to pull him out with a rope. See, this is... This is real serious stuff here. But another angel came and stood at the altar, which was Christ Jesus, having a golden censer. This censer is basically a fire pan. And, all right. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar of incense which was before the throne or the throne of grace, the Ark of the Covenant, the Holy of Holies. All right? He offers it before God. Now, this incense is frankincense, and what it does, it represents Christ's righteousness added with the prayers of the saints. Do you know, uh, the Holy Spirit said that we don't know what we should pray for as we ought to, right? So he makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And then he that searcheth the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit. He maketh intercession for the saints. That's Christ Jesus. And this is where you see him. He is making intercession for the saints with his righteousness. This incense represents Christ's righteousness which is added with the prayers of the saints. Amen. Christ's righteousness is mixed inter intertwined with the prayer because it's going to remove out of the prayers things that shouldn't be. And his righteousness is going to bring into the prayer what should be. Alright? It's added to the prayers. That's why Jesus is telling you it's important that you pray because this is his role in the prayers of the saint. He is the one that maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That's why you need to pray at every opportunity. And, when in, it, and in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Right. 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 We need to pray in, in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Right. Because he carries that. That's right. That's he right. the one. But what mm -hmm. you you when you pray in the spirit, sometimes you 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 don't get a chance to pray in Jesus' name, but when you pray in English and decreeing and declaring, you have to do it in Jesus' yeah. name. Because he is the one that's gonna get in mm -hmm. in with that prayer. He's gonna mix his righteousness that's and what good. I'm saying, he's gonna take out your Defect, or mm -hmm. like he said, uh, you don't know what you uh, ought to pray for because of your infirmities, mm -hmm. your lack of knowledge, your lack of wisdom, your lack of strength and ability. The Holy Spirit matches up with your spirit. He helps your infirmity with groanings which cannot That's be good. uttered. That's good. All right? Mm -hmm. And then he that searches the heart, he knows what is the mind of the spirit. He knows what you have need of before you even ask. He can discern what the Holy Spirit is doing. Amen. And then he could come in and make a match with that according to the will of God. Then you can uh, you can say all things work together. A lot of mm. people say that loosely. Mm. Oh, all things work together good to them that love God. But it's saying after you have had your prayers mixed, mm. Then you could say that all things work together for good, that them that love God, and to them who are the called according to his purpose. All right? And, and, and you're right. Nothing can be done unless it be, it's done in the name of Jesus. Now watch this. The, uh, that, the, the, what, is, what it's talking about 
is that he purifies the prayers of the saints. His righteousness purify the prayers of the saints. Because a lot of times, we don't know what we should be praying. I was sharing this on Sunday at our church. You might be praying for something, and that's not even the cause of it. That's not even the root. But the Holy Spirit knows the root, the reason Amen. why, the motive behind. Amen. You don't, you, you can't see into another man's spirit. Nobody mm. knows a, 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 a man's spirit but his own spirit. Same way with God. Uh, no, uh, nobody knows God's spirit but the Holy Spirit. So you are so much you do not know. So you have to depend on those that do know, who's omniscient, leaning on him, allowing him to come and help you and perfect you in those things. And it says here, and the smoke of the incense, verse 4, that cloud of incense which Jesus now has purified with his righteousness ascended. I'll just read And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel. This is Christ Jesus' hand. Out of his hand. It ascended up to God out of Jesus' hand. Now, now it says that I got here. It ascended before God from the angel's hand and the incense removes the impurities of our prayers allows Christ's righteousness to be added, producing a sweet savor to God, our Father, who passes his sentence upon our prayers. See, God has to determine, even though we pray, like I was saying Sunday, I might pray for a person, I might decree, you shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. But see, I always got to leave it within God's final judgment because God might be saying it's time for them to come home. And I'm decreeing that they shall not die and live and decree the works of the Lord. That's my prayer. But God has to pass final uh, sentence or judgment on the prayer because he's looking over all, everything. He knows the times and the cycle, the seasons. He knows what seasons we're in. I mean, but at least we're praying and we're putting it out there so that the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus can work with it. And sometimes he will confirm the word of his servant mm. and perform the counsel of his messengers. That's in Isaiah. You see? Now, uh, we talked about that. So, God knows all things everything and he knows the timing of all things but we as the royal priesthood we need to be praying always with all prayer and, and that uh, that weapon that I talked about in Ephesians 6 18 I did a study on that that weapon is called in the Roman uh, army that weapon which is praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit that's a weapon of warfare and it's called the pylum and it's longer than the sword of the spirit it's almost like a long javelin amen when you praying uh with all prayer in the spirit it's one of the highest most potent weapons you can use because not only does this pylum pierce the breastplate of the soldier, of your enemy, it not only take out that breastplate, but it pierces the soldier too. Mm -hmm. So you to knock one soldier out of battle when you're praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. It's called the pylum. Amen? Mm -hmm. And then you're watching thereunto with perseverance for all things. You're supposed to be praying for the body of Christ, watching what's going on. In, in various lives, uh, I was talking with one of the ladies on uh, Sunday, and I noticed her husband hadn't been there, but he was there, but, uh, you know, and uh, that day. And so I asked, and I didn't know he had been sick. And so I, I, I said, well, I'm going to start praying for him. And, you know, knowing what the situation was, I prayed strategic things concerning him. Yes. All right? So how are we going to get somewhere? How are we going to be effective in the kingdom? 
if we don't know who we are, we don't know our weapons, we don't know what our weapons can do, we don't know that that we draw nigh to God and resist the devil and he must flee. Mm. <laughs> yes, good. We running around here scared or we're caught up in things that have nothing to do with the kingdom. We did I know saints uh, they can tell you all about the world and names of Hollywood stars, you know, and uh, you know, like that there. And I will say, uh, do you know who Jehoshaphat is? Do you know who Jehoshaphat is? Jehoshaphat? I was talking to somebody, been in the church a long time, because when I opened up ministry, I asked the Lord what to call the ministry. And he said, Ancient of Days, okay? And I was talking to somebody in the church. I said, have you ever heard of the Ancient of Days? No, I ain't never heard of that. I said, you have never read Daniel 7? Jesus. The Ancient of Days? Don't, in the church, don't even know who the Ancient of Days is. And Apostle and I were speaking. We need to be like the sons of Issachar. That know the cycles, the timings mm -hmm. of God, and what Israel or our church ought to be doing. Yeah. And some of us in pulpits that don't have a clue. We talking about, you know, uh, uh, natural things, and this is a spiritual battle. Anyway, I'm going to leave Revelation, Revelation 8 and 5 for the next one because this is the big blowout here. Because after the cloud of incense go up before God out of the angel's hand, it tells you what happened. And it was blowing my mind this mm. morning. I said, oh, and it's just so clear, you know, that when we pray, God moves. God does stuff. God changes things. He moves things out of the way. He overturned the counsel of the wicked, mm. overturned judges in the night. God will, honey, he'll take care of it yeah. because he hear his ears are open to the prayers of the righteous. Amen. And when the prayers go up, like like he told, he told, uh, who was it? Cornelius. He said, go send for Peter. Simon Peter. Because your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial unto God. Now you go get Peter because Peter going to give you some information about your house and your household. See, it opens up an area wherein you could go further in the things of God. Amen. And uh, as I said, even God knows that Jesus is far above all. And that he is in you all. He's in us. And God can do so much for us if we would allow him to. If we would seek first the kingdom of God, if we would set our affections on things above, if we will not love not the world and the things that are in it, you waste so much time on things that are going to pass away and things that are permanent, you spend very little time. Come on. And one thing, when I stand before God, I do not want to hear, not just so much well done, but I don't want to hear him tell me how much time I wasted mm. <laughs> on this earth when I could really have been accomplishing something in my neighborhood, in my family, yeah, on good. my job, in my city, in my county, in my state, in my nation. Because that's what is going to really matter in the millennium. Because if you haven't learned anything, how are you going to be over ten cities? How are you going to rule and reign with Christ? How are you going to judge angels? Do hmm? you think Christ is going to be up there doing all of that? No. He's using his body, his legs, his arms, you know, to rule and reign. Some going to be over two cities. You know, he ain't going to be running to the city. You're going to be running mm. because you his legs. <laughs> you know. You're going to reign with Christ for a thousand years. 
So now is the preparatory time. And I'm going to open it up to the elders. Uh, I'm going to pick it up on our next broadcast. And you don't want to miss this one. Amen. It's going to, I want you to hang in with me. It's going to get real good after a while. Amen. God bless you, elders. I loved the, the revelation of being able to see how the prayers are handled by Christ. Yeah. And it was burning in me, and I had to say, we have to pray in Jesus' name. And I believe that that's why we pray in Jesus' name. Uh, not a, aside from the fact that we've been commanded to do no. that, but yeah. it's because he actually carries yes. the prayers. So if we bypass him and try to go to the Father when we pray, we completely miss yeah. what the intent is because there is the pray our prayers, like you said, we don't really know what we should pray for. But if we're praying something, once we see that it goes into the hands of Christ, he molds that thing and he fashions it in such a way that it's acceptable to the mm. Father. Uh -huh. And when yeah, the Father yeah. gets That's it, good. then the Father can act on it. Yeah. And then he can dispatch the angels uh, who are assigned yes. to bring into this realm what it is that we That's are it. petitioning for. That was just so powerful uh -huh. to be able to see that this morning. So thank you for yeah. that. And then to see behind the scene, and as you said, uh, he he make uh, intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. see? He he gets the prayer, and then he adds this incense represents his righteousness. Mm -hmm. He gets in there and says, "Well, we got to take that out, and we're gonna add this." And, and then he makes perfect prayer up to the Father. Yes. The Father receives it. And brother, he can go. He's going to go. Oh, I got, I got it all here, but I'm, I, I'm not going to take time yeah. for it. But uh, next time we're going to see what happens yeah. when the prayers ascend up before the Father. Mm. So I'll many, see. so many points were brought out. I even went into Hebrews. And it clarified everything that you were talking about, the covenant, the old covenant and the new. There's a, there's a, um, uh, uh, how should I say, a contrast between the old and the new. Yes. Um, the, the high priest, they offered, um, uh, their offerings were, were according to the law. Amen. The Christ, according to his righteousness. And you brought that out. You know, and that's why even Jesus said, no man can go to the Father except by uh -huh. me. Uh -huh. Again, in his name uh -huh. shall we do this, 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 and that. Uh, uh, and, and so we have him, and and that's why it's important for him to be seated at the right hand uh -huh. of the Father. He even said, he said, I go, uh, but I'm going to leave you a Holy, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I must go because if I don't, the Spirit don't the come. Spirit and, now, and he's interpreting yeah. everything, yeah. not only in the heavens, but here in the earth, Amen. Amen. giving us clarity, Amen. helping us to understand uh, something that you just said, Elder, uh, uh, who we are in him. Yeah. Uh, we are the righteousness of God. We have authority in the earth. Uh, and he, both in heaven and in earth, has given us that mm -hmm. authority, what we loose, what we uh, bind, what we, you know, all that, what we uh, uh, bind, yeah. what we loose, we can do that Amen. in his name. Thank you, Lord. You know that you brought some out because I was studying uh, about that uh, Aaronic priesthood, mm -hmm. and the, there is a difference. And you know what? Let me show you with this, because Aaron had on in, in the Old Covenant when he went before uh, uh, the uh, Ark of the Covenant, he had the Urim and the Thummim. Mm -hmm. All right, but he his breastplate was called. Watch this, a breastplate of judgment. Glory to mm. God. In New Covenant, we have the breastplate of righteousness. righteousness. Yes. Amen. Because right. under the law, it represents judgment. So mm -hmm. he had a breastplate of judgment. Yeah. And they had to go through all of these washings and, oh my 
goodness, they had to go through all of that. And, and, and we complained about prayer. What if you was in the old covenant and had to do all of that Ooh. washing and getting lambs and, and shedding blood and all of this yeah. kind of stuff? You know, and we complain about the prayer meeting. Yeah. And it's just so easy now. Now you can even pray in tongues, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit uh, help your infirmities. And it's just it's a better covenant, yeah. better <laughs> principles now yeah. under the New Testament. But that's that's what and it shocked me. I said, now Lord, He's wearing a breastplate of judgment, but we have the blessed breastplate of righteousness. Our covenant speaks better things. Yeah. Mm -hmm than that of Abel. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Amen. And, I, and when you get into uh, the incense and get into prayer, and it takes you back to the old covenant mm -hmm. and shows you how in the natural they had to do the thing. But now in the spiritual, it's just awesome. Yeah. And it takes you back to where Jacob laid his head on that pillow. You know, and he had he had that uh, ladder mm. that uh, was in the heavens, and, went, and it really went beneath the earth. Oh, that wow. ladder went all the mm. way into hell. Oh, wow. Okay, but he saw the angels ascending and a descending on that ladder. Mm -hmm. And uh, even Jacob, when he wrestled with that angel, amen, the angel had to leave. He said, let me go because the day is breaking. And he wanted to know the angel's name. And the angel said, my name is Secret. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and and uh, But God is putting these in the scripture so that we don't have to just be blind. That we can know, pinpoint on how things operate in heaven. Yeah. You know, and then we could have the boldness and the courage and the wisdom on how to operate here on the earth in our time frame. Yes. And know what authority we have yeah. as believers. And some people they 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 like they walk on eggs around this authority, but God has given us authority yeah. over all the power because He knows that we need to be able to get some work done here in the earth. Look at the way things are. Mm -hmm. Do you know that a man cannot change this? Yeah. It's only the body of Christ that can change things. Only the, Jesus can change what's going on in this world, yeah. and the violence, and the uh, per, the uh, what is it, promiscuity, yeah. perversion, mm -hmm. and all of this stuff, rejection, honey, That's, is all is not the work of a man. Mm -hmm. This is the work of the Holy Ghost, and He is in believers, and He wants the believers to show forth His praises. Yeah. Show forth. Don't be wimps. Don't be afraid. Hey, Even though they might try to censor you and tell you, oh, well, you, ain't, you shouldn't say that. Or whatever. You got to be bold. I don't care what yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. I'm going to speak the word of God okay. while I got breath in my mouth. Yeah. I am not ashamed of the